Welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. And I'm Nick the Human. Last week we we opened up by saying that uh, you were going to come back to Brooklyn and we were going to do this in person. We even lined up a guest, which we hadn't had in a little while. It was going to be a whole fun thing the first of the new year. And uh, then a snowstorm hit. <laughs> yeah. I, I was real excited to get out of the house and do shit this weekend. But... I live in New York. New York has winter. I know. It, it it did make me feel awesome about living in New York City because the beauty of the subway was is that I wasn't held back from doing the things I had planned to do and even things I planned not to do. So on the things I planned to do that the snowstorm didn't prevent, I saw the war on drugs at Madison Square Garden last night. Oh, um, shit. Which is a great band. I'm probably not an Eric Dano band, if I'm being honest, but they're a very good band. Yeah, I never got into them. I'm not even sure if I could really recall what any of their songs sound like at this point. <laughs> yeah, they're like um, if you took like uh, Springsteen or Tom Petty, but like made it sh- mix it with like shoegazy ness. So it's like super gauzy. They have like. 11 minute songs that rise and fall with like huge guitar solos drenched in reverb and phasers and rotary speakers and fuzzes, three fuzzes. It's cool. Um, stuff I like. Well, um, while I was there, I was like rocking out to one of their songs that they like made into an 11 minute version. And my coworker, who's like way older than me, was just like, You love this shit, don't you, Nick? You love jam bands. And I was like, <laughs> well, I was like, yeah, I mean, not really, but uh, I mean, they are jamming and I do love this band. So, <laughs> so that was fun and planned and like, um, cool. But on Friday, I, something I didn't tell me, like, I went to the emergency room, which what? was, which was not very fun uh, because of my arm. Um, what did you do? So I went I went running on a Wednesday morning. It was like 20 degrees or 18, 19. And when I run, I hold my phone in my left arm. And I've been like getting up my runs better. So I was like, instead of doing like three miles, it was like four, five miles, five and a half, six miles. And this is a six mile from the first I've done in a while. And mile four and a half, I realized that my arm and hand were numb. And I was like, well, that's weird i guess it's because it's like cold out and i've maybe i've just been holding it up the whole time and like weird so then i I walked for a little bit then finished the run but my arm was numb again and then through the next few days like i was really busy with work so i didn't play guitar or anything but like i went to bed then i woke up my arm was kind of numb when i woke up and then i tried to play guitar and like i was like this feels different like i could play guitar but it was like tingly and pins and needles i was like well that's weird and and then I woke up on Friday and it was still numb. And I was like, okay, uh, now I'm starting to freak out a little bit. And, and then as the day went on, the numbing was like getting worse. So I went to uh, urgent care and was like, what the hell? What, what do you think? What do you think is going on with this? And what was pretty funny was that I got um, an urgent care like assistant. Like he probably doesn't have a medical degree or license, but he just like helps out for when the doctor comes in. And he was asking me the <laughs> questions, but his timbre of the questions like, so it's on the left side of the body. Oh, yeah. Okay, the left side of the body. Okay, I'm like, oh, I guess that's worse. Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, and it, and it happened while you were running, and and you can't feel anything. Like you can't. Whoa. Okay. And I was like, 
yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, but luckily the doctor at the urgent care was like, look, what probably happened is, is you like were flexing or like your muscle was up and it like pushed down on a nerve and it got compressed and now it's not sending the electric signals back and forth um, properly. So it's probably that. But they're like, we can't be sure, so you should probably go to the emergency room right now and get proper tests to make sure it's not something more serious or with your heart or something. So then I like took a train and went to NYU and first and 33rd. And as the snow was like the the storm was starting and it was like a pretty intense experience. Uh, there were. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then I was in there for like six hours because emergency room. I have no idea what the bill is going to be. Hopefully my insurance covers some of this uh, or all of it. I have no, I have no idea where, where, how that gets classified, you know, mm. we will see, but uh, oh, shit, man, no, I'm, I'm always like getting real. I have these super morbid macabre thoughts like, well, if, if I had to get my hand amputated, like how would I continue being a musician? Yeah. <laughs> Depends on which hand and like, I don't need fingers to play trombone. Uh, I could always just sing. I could keep singing. Like, you know? Yeah. I definitely take my legs first because I don't have any, any aspirations to be a good drummer. So take, take the legs. Uh, like, I would be more than willing to part with those if I had a choice in the matter. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I got to keep, keep this train rolling. I know. Uh, I've thought about that for sure, too. And it's been weird because like, I literally can't. like. They were like... Um, it's probably they're like it's not your heart. Based on it's going, there were it's basically like kind of what they said. Like a nerve got compressed somewhere, probably on my bicep as it was contracted while I was running for an extended period of time. Um, so hopefully it goes away. If not, I'm gonna have to go to a neurologist. Um, and get like so wait, a, it's still numb. A little bit, yeah, but it's a little bit better. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, no, dude, it sucks. Like so, they're like, don't run. I mean, like I'm not playing guitar because like it makes things kind of worse. Um. Which is a bummer. Uh, I wrote a song on piano this week in the meantime. Because, <laughs> uh, like, that's okay. It's weird. It's like playing piano, it's like not so bad. But when I play guitar, apparently it's a peripheral peripheral art, uh, nerve because, like, you, I, I can still, it feels fine, but like, it's like on the outside. It's all weird. Man, I've been playing a lot of piano. My, my thumbs hurt. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, I was supposed to, I thought I was going to have that rehearsal tonight, mm -hmm. uh, but it got moved to next week anyway. Mm -hmm. So that didn't wind up being canceled, which was good. Um, yeah. So I'll definitely be in Brooklyn next week and I'll probably have to go to that rehearsal and play keyboards afterwards. What a week it will be. What a week it will be. Um, yeah. So my heart's fine. Anyway, um, and I but mean, that's, that's hopefully, I can, hopefully, I can play um, guitar. Like, cause I was like getting in a better groove. I was like, I'm gonna like record some songs, and obviously now this happens. But maybe in the meantime, I'm gonna like finish decorating my room, which has been taking too long. So, uh, and I, I, if that happened to me, I wouldn't have gone to see anyone. <laughs> if your arm was just numb, I yeah, I just would have like been really scared. Sitting at home, just like, I hope this gets better. I hope this gets better. I hope this gets better. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I was going to do. And somebody else, a few people were like, you could probably just do that. But 
you re- you know you know those stories like we've all heard Probably those quietly sitting obsessed about it. Yeah. Yes. But we've all heard those stories about like you know, I felt a little like I had a headache or something. So I, you know, I just went to the doctor and it turns out I had a you know, a blood clot or like something and we caught it early enough or oh, it turns out I had cancer and like all of a sudden I was like holy shit, I I can't turn into the inverse of this. Where you know yeah. what I mean like it's like Sunday morning and my roommate just finds me collapsed. Um I haven't been to a doctor in 11 years. Well, I'm really scared to go and find out all the things that are wrong with me. <laughs> and I, fi- I, fi- I can. I have Medicaid now that I'm in New York, but I only achieved that during a freaking pandemic. So I'm still like not stoked about going to a doctor yet. <laughs> well, I hope they don't. I don't know. <laughs> I think you should go to the doctor and get like a physical if it's free. I, yeah, I sh- I probably should. <laughs> I'd encourage it. <laughs> Imagine there's nothing wrong with you. Then that that's just going to you're going to feel like a free man. Well, when I got my most recent uh like in in clinic covid test, they took my like blood pressure and everything and that was all good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> really good start. Yeah. Um, I haven't, I haven't gotten sick the whole pandemic. That's great. And I've been, I've been exposed to COVID. So I don't know. That's Knock good wood. Your head. <laughs> <laughs> that was a visual gag for, for our podcasters who, who aren't watching us on Spotify video podcast. Oh yeah. By the way, this episode is on all platforms except for Spotify. We're pulling our show off of Spotify. Yeah. I'm sorry if we had to do it's, it. And it's in solidarity in solidarity with Neil Young and Joni Mitchell. Yeah, you can have Adventure Guys or Rogan, but not both. Gotta stand here. So you're definitely not listening to this on Spotify right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have anybody in your life who has brought up some like Jordan Peterson as someone that they uh they like? They're like, you know, I heard Jordan Peterson say this thing. Like he talked about th- this and that. Um have you ever experienced that? Because I have, and it's not no. great. No, I feel like you, you are more receptive to like starting interactions with people that might go that way than yeah. I, than I am. Like <laughs> I, I think I catch it a lot earlier, and I'm just I just don't want to go down the road. You're like but this I think, is... I think you had the curiosity to start going down the road with some of those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll like, I'll go down the road while you know I'm gonna hold my ground. <laughs> but I do have the curiosity. And it's been with some like, you know, friends, uh, which is weird and and hard. And what's hard about all those people is it's like he could have said some like he he has said something that someone has found value in or probably is objectively true. Um parts of it. So it's like, okay, I'll listen to this. But then like, did you see some of the quotes from this this recent interview with Joe Rogan were just colossally stupid. <laughs> I don't want to spend time just talking about dumb shit. There's enough uh, air given to that. I'm just going to stop. In other news that's better, <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to hard pivot. I finished Why the Last Man. Yeah. Incredible. Oh. Is this is this Adventure Guys book club? Yes. You can learn something new today. You expand your mind in your fashion way. Adventure Guys book club. So Eric, you, it must've been on earlier in the podcast. You, you'd said 
Nick, I'm going to get you into comics. And when I had no plans of moving back to New York yet, you're like, when we get, we're going to get into comics and new comics are going to come out. We're going to go get them. We're going to go to comic book stores. That sounded like a fun thing. And then all of a sudden it became real. And <laughs> we were going to a comic book store because you were here for the first time. And that's what we said we were going to do. And I was like, well, fuck, I guess I got to get a comic. And, but then I got it and it was amazing. Like I'm, and I, I loved it. I, I'm really sad that the it's over. Like, I, I don't know. I may have said this before. I've been saying it to people in my life because I was carrying around uh, a couple copies of that. But I was like, if you haven't gotten the comics yet, although if you're listening to an Adventure Time podcast, you chances are you have. But if not, take Eric's advice and start with Why the Last Man. It's a good one. I read the whole series uh, when I was on tour was six years ago now Mm -hmm. it was it was the year that i was on the road for almost the whole year and it was a great book to just like kill time with because it's such a page turner like i would post up at a coffee shop in like whatever random city i happened to be in uh like totally by myself and be like well i've got like five hours before loading so let me just find a place to chill and i would just get so caught up in reading uh why the last man it was like holy shit like three hours have passed and like i only looked up because i really have to pee after like drinking all this coffee (laughs) 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 Uh, but yeah it's a it's a good one um maybe uh some spoilers uh what do you think of the ending i really just kind of Took okay. Well, this is bigger. This probably won't shock you, Eric. Um, there are cases where I will have strong feelings about how things end or what happens in a series, but by and large, I kind of just take it as it comes. <laughs> if that makes sense, I'm like, that's how it ended. Okay, then. Um, how, what did I think of the ending? What did you think? I, I'll, I'll play off you. I was a little bit apprehensive about like when I was getting there. Um, I was like, this is really how they're ending it. You're talking about the flash forward. The f- well, no, just, just like the, like the whole ending, like the last few issues where like they unravel the mystery mm-hmm. and it's not really a mystery. Spo- no. So spoilers for the ending of why the last man. Uh, so skip ahead if you don't want to he- yeah. hear this listeners. Dude, I'll <clears> be <throat> honest with you. I had to take like a, like a week or two off. Uh, I took like a week or two off of reading it and picked it back up. And I, it was like right after they, we figured out why, what happened and everything with Dr. Man's dad and everything. And I picked it up like after that whole thing. And they were like back wherever. And like he was going off to Paris with three fifty five. Um, I was like, wait, what? I, like, I was like, I, what was the, the explanation? I think, um, Yorick even says in there, like, yeah, we, we got the answer, but it's, wasn't really satisfying <laughs> yeah i think he says that like like a uh there's that that very meta moment where they acknowledge it um but it's it's interesting because it's i think they finish the character arcs very nicely yeah but they don't really bother to finish the plot like there's there's it is kind of like lost right where it's like they build on all these mysteries and questions and then you get to the end of it and it's like it's not re- really an ending that I expected or wanted or thought like 
but it's not, it, it's not really important. It is. I like that they make that meta comment mm-hmm. uh, about it because it, it says a lot about the medium of comics, right? Where especially long running comics, where you get a lot of second act, um, and you almost never get to the 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 conclusion. Um, you know, with a lot of like superhero comics and that kind of thing, it's all just second act. Um, and you realize that wrapping up the plot wasn't necessary for telling a good story. No. Well. Okay, what I guess I'm curious about is what is the plot that you would have liked to have seen, like, wrapped up a bit more? Like, are you talking about, like, when they're, like, they're, like, in Australia and the people are chasing them and everything and then that kind of just ends? Or it's like, like the I think they set it up where it's like the plot is why is Yorick the one guy remaining? Why does he have this monkey? What's the connection to that? Why did all the the men just like just fucking die like that? Why? There's a lot of whys in 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 setting this all up, and that's you know in the title too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, why the last man? Yeah, and what it comes down to is that like yeah, they give you some hows. Uh but the why ultimately isn't the important question because the story was exciting. The characters had fulfilling arcs and this whole time you you realize that like you weren't being propelled by trying to find the answer to why. No. And that, and that is a direct correlation with lost right there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just enjoy the ride people with, with these characters. You like, I, I don't know the story behind it, but I don't know. Um, how Brian K. Vaughn got connected to Lost. Because, like, he's famously, like, the one that, like, kind of rejuvenated that show in the third season. Mm. And his experience as a comics writer, in particular, through Why the Last Man, like, really made sense bringing him on to a show like that. But I don't know how, how that ever transpired. I would love, I mean, this isn't a... Uh... A Why the Last Man podcast or a Brian K. Vaughn podcast, but I would love to to dive into that. Um, yeah, I think that's why it, it didn't bother me so much. Was it really was about the character storylines? Like, I was curious what happened, but I guess they quickly. I think you get into um, that you know the the one storyline that I thought was weird and I didn't necessarily like I'll I'll give you some thoughts the whole alter Israel thing I didn't really like that didn't I was like this is almost just confusing like I, I don't even know if this is really needed like it served a purpose in the character arcs but I just thought that was like one of the plot lines that I thought was kind of odd that they put in there which one alter like- it's like the right. It's like the um, Israeli um, army captain. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who? Well, I thought that was that was an interesting little quirk. Uh, was that is Israel is like one of the only countries that has like compulsory military service uh, for everyone. Mm-hmm. So like now that there are only women left, they have a bunch of like heavily armed super trained military women <laughs> so like right. 
Uh, and you didn't really see that in the show on FX uh, yet, but I think they were building towards it a little bit. Um, they were they were dealing with some more updated issues uh, in in the show. I I really like the show. Have you watched any of the show yet? No, because I finished it today. I was like, I, I don't even want to watch the show until I finish. It's uh, it's hopefully going to find its way to another network. Yeah, I will also say that I mean it's like very Shakespearean sorry I'm just you're asking me about how it ended this is mega spoiler but uh, 355 gets shot like right as Yarek and like her realize that they love each other and then it they get shot which is very Shakespearean right it's like they finally get that and then there's immediately a death um, yeah so I know that it's a classic and that that is like the ultimate climax of it. But I didn't feel like they built enough like romantic intrigue between Yarick and 355 as it went on. Like there was not any ten- it was felt extremely platonic and even like like for them to even end up together over the first two books would have just been dumb it it entered my mind like they they like kind of like seed it foreshadow it but i was even like yeah but i wouldn't even like that i i agree i thought that wasn't quite earned but on the show they intimate that a little bit more strongly um you can tell that they're building that intentionally right i guess in in a show like you can use the lines but like the performance can of certain lines could like subtly hint at a vibe going between them that we don't right. really get in there. Yeah. <clears throat> I was more into Dr. Man and three fifty five being together. If you're, if I'm telling the truth. Yeah. I was like, this makes more sense to me. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's a great, Dr. Man's a great character. Um, and she's pretty funny in the, in the show as well. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's a good book. I would recommend it. Um, and Saga is out again with the new issue. I haven't picked it up yet. I haven't been to the city, but I, I got to get that. I, I posted on my Instagram story about um, Why the Last Man, and I thought some people would write back, but more people than I thought would write back wrote back. And everyone was saying, you got to read Saga. I had one friend who said, jokes jokes on you. That's this. What did he say? I thought it was very funny. Tough luck. That's one of the only good comic series, so it's likely downhill from there from you. <laughs> and then other people were like, "You're welcome to the club," you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, anything by Brian K. Vaughn is of that quality. He's got some pretty good range in topics and plots and premises and that kind of thing, but everything everything pretty much meets that high bar of quality. Sweet. Well. I'm going to do it. Uh, this wraps book club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, Shakespearean stuff, did you watch um, Station Eleven? No. So it- much Shakespeare references and stuff, and it was just highly revered, and I just thought it was kind of okay. <laughs> People love Shakes- anything that's like sort of Shakespearean. I know. Then we we had a conversation about that a while ago, like how it just endured as like if you're gonna reference something, like Shakespeare is a pretty safe bet. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is interesting. I don't know, just saying this on air, but I like the thought people have sort of like, you know, how like the Bible wasn't like, it's not the word of God. Like it's, 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 it's an amalgamation and gone through so many revisions, right? Like there's the thoughts that like Shakespeare, cause it's so damn good. Like wasn't actually this one guy either. He stole things from other people or really it's like an amalgamation of people or has been rewritten. You've heard, have you heard that before about Shakespeare? Yeah. Like the true identity, like of one man is, is that's not like the, the author. Yeah. Which would make a lot more sense to me. I don't know. I would love to dive deeper into that sort of conspiracy <laughs> or theory. Um, no, but I'll, I'll watch that. You don't I, have to. I'm not recommending it. Okay. I mean, I'm not not recommending it. It wasn't bad. It's just, I thought maybe the praise was a little overblown. You know that, that like genre of, um, it's, it's not really a genre. It's, um, is that movie Crash with Sandra Bullock? Um, do you remember that? Yeah, I never saw it though. It, I never saw it either, but I'm pretty sure I understand the premise. Do you know what it like? What the premise is? Uh, there's a car crash and there's drugs, and it was really heavy, and it won Academy Awards. That's I, all I, I know. I think it's like there's a bunch of people that have these separate stories, and you kind of weave in and out of their stories, uh, and then. It turns out that they're all connected in this really remarkable way. Um, I think Crash was like the first big movie, I guess, to to use that kind of premise. But it seems like it's its own genre now. It's in a lot of different shows and movies and stuff. And I'm honestly not that interested in it as a premise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Magnolia does that a little bit, but not hugely that movie. There's a movie I really want to see called uh, Nashville by Robert Altman. It's from like the 70s. That was one of the first, I think, to do that, where it's like there's like a million stories and it's all these different people in Nashville and like around music. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I could be into it, but it's not it's not enough just by saying there's all these stories and they're going to weave together isn't enough to to lure me in if it's executed well and it's on top of like another set of stories that are really interesting then like i'll be down like it's like do i want to see magnolia that's like hey it's three and a half hours and there's like 20 stories and a lot of them relate i'd be like no thank you but they're like <laughs> okay well tom cruise is like a a pickup artist uh who screams and his father's dying and so okay well that kind of sounds interesting and john c Riley is a cop who's dating like a drug act i and it's like and it's kind of serious i'd be like Okay, now you're selling me a bit more. Like, it's not enough on its own. Yeah, I, I am finding uh, there's a much larger disconnect between interest in premise and execution. Mm -hmm. It's like, as long as it's executed well, it kind of doesn't matter what the premise is. And sometimes if you become overly concerned with how cool the premise is, then you execute poorly yeah i've had i've had uh i've had shows recommended to me before and people say the premise and it's almost like sometimes almost if the premise is so good i'm just like i don't know about that i i know right it's it, you, you have to be a little bit leery of it 
like a lot of like sci-fi and fantasy and that kind of thing is like they're very into the premise and then it just winds up being like you know generic kind of schlock yeah very very plot a lot of exposition and no character development and kind of shit you know yeah it's true um i just uh that show succession Mm -hmm. man everyone was saying how good it was and i was like yeah but what's it about just like rich people being fucking assholes like corporate America, like I'm not interested in that. That is what it's about. And, yeah, but it's it actually doesn't matter that it's about anything because it's executed so well. Yeah. I, <laughs> so then you start watching it and you're like, oh, I do like this. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's about it's a it's a premise that you do not you couldn't give less of a shit about. An Eric Dano TV show, you give less of a shit about than is watching rich people and their problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the execution's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I, I I love Kieran Culkin. Yeah, sell sell me if if you're gonna recommend me a show, I guess it's recommend me the experience you're having watching it and how jacked you're getting to watch the next episode. That's probably more important than what it's actually about. Yeah, I'd say that's why I think people. I mean, when I talk about Adventure Time, I talk about it that way. Like when people are like, you know, what this like little boy and his dog, and like, and like what. Um, it's way more fun to talk about like the journey you have with the show and how it's so amazingly executed. That's really the biggest selling point, I think. Yeah, it's it's also like sort of impossible to explain a premise of Adventure Time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not really like you can't. I don't think I don't think anyone has ever communicated the premise of Adventure Time effectively. There's not. How could you? <laughs> How could you? Whew. Um, should we talk about Adventure Time some more? Yeah, let's do it. I have some things to say about this episode. Okay, great. Episode discussion. So we watched season eight, episode thirteen, reboot, and this episode was very plot heavy. In a way that, without having context, like hardly anything makes sense. <laughs> and this is that's kind of rare for Adventure Time. Yeah, I I was thinking about that too because you just get thrown, you know, right into the into the shit, which is which is uh, pretty common in Adventure Time. We've talked about how that's like something that you just do, that just happens, you know. And usually, it's fine. Like it's not a big deal but in this one there actually is you're it's not as easy to just pick up on like without the first part the first part was called pre-boot right <laughs> yeah and do you know what happened nope yeah okay i had no context at all uh it's <laughs> they, i felt like they were making a lot of references to like earlier parts in the series that like I didn't pick up on until I was reading the wiki about this episode which <laughs> another small tangent you know what I watched last night what Fast and the Furious 9 oh wow what did you think well I was super high I ate some edibles <laughs> oh my goodness what a way to and do this. the whole the whole movie was just like these moments where somebody says a line where it's like Oh, well, you know what we're going to have to do is blow it up 
inside out and upside down and use this thing. And then someone else says, you know what that means, right? And then there's like the camera zooms in on like a face and there's like some like look of like recognition and like the music swells like some big dramatic thing. And it's like, they're making a callback to like Fast and Furious 5 or something. And I have no fucking idea what happened. <laughs> Nine goddamn movies. And I can't remember a single thing about anything else that has happened in this franchise. I'm super high. And I feel like they're just referencing shit the entire time. And I don't know any of this. And that's sort of how I felt watching this <laughs> Adventure Time episode too. <laughs> that's funny. Right, because so so many so many things show like Rattleball shows up. Like, what's wh that how, again? How, he's he's uh, the gumball oh, machine yeah, swordsman. Yeah, yeah. That's by, yeah. uh, voiced by Rain Wilson. Uh, they're talking about electricity immunity, which apparently is a thing that Finn has, and I and I now remember that they talked about that on the episode of Islands that we reviewed a while ago. Uh, there's just a lot of callbacks in this episode to things that I had no no remembrance of. All all the stuff with like the grass sword and everything. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, but it, it is pretty interesting. I did. It's funny we talked about this getting thrown into like in the middle of something. There is a term for this that it, people talk about. For, uh, it's like a Latin term. I hope I'm reading it, but a uh, uh, medius res. I think is how you would say it. Or medius, what is it? Medius rest. Here, I'll send it to you. It's literally like in a narrative. It's like a thing that an English teacher would would would. Here, we have a chat. I was taking my songwriting class this week with Robin Pecknold, and he was talking about this is like a really effective way to start a song, which is just in. You're just in. Like you just start it in the middle of the story, just like get into the shit as quick as possible. And apparently, it's a thing within literature, um, and it makes it really interesting. Which is fun. And Adventure Time usually does do a good job of that. But that just came into my brain. Oh. Yeah, isn't this interesting? Uh, oh, yeah. The, uh, a song I've been thinking about a lot mm -hmm. that I've been analyzing um, that kind of does that is 9 Out of 10 by Jeff Rosenstock. Yeah. Uh, where's our Jeff Rins? <laughs> Jeff Rins. Yeah. But there's, they still give us enough. I feel like it's not so complicated that you can't jump into it but it starts right off in the in the in the fire so like it's a susan strong episode and we missed the first half which obviously was key but susan comes <laughs> up they're fighting some big eel um they eventually kill the eel but not before susan is electrocuted by it um when they kill the when they kill the eel i think he says yabba daba daba <laughs> Yeah. Yabba dabba dabba. <laughs> um which which comes up again later. It's very weird, very adventure time thing to do. And but when they're like, okay, uh the, the eels like knocked out. This is great. This is what we wanted to do. Susan has been electrocuted and it becomes clear that on the side of her head there's like a microchip thing going on. And they talk about they just saw cyborgs. It's like is Susan a cyborg? But I thought Susan was a was a human. What is going on with this? And they touch it, and it like triggers Susan into this new mode where Susan is now this like mercenary robot that is like right. Like is that how you say it? It's like I and it's target is Finn. 
and it has yeah. to capture Finn and return Finn to somewhere. Am I explaining it well, Eric? Yeah. Um, it seems like she's trying to send a signal or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's like a big good guys fighting. Didn't we just talk about this? Because um, we thought that Jake was being evil in that episode a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like, even though he wasn't aware of it. And we were trying to think if it ever happens with Finn or Jake yeah. anywhere else in the series. Well, it's happening with Susan Strong. Yeah. Where she's she's not herself and, and the heroes have to fight a fellow good guy, which is always tough. And they're, like, really going at it. Like, they're she sends Jake flying. Yeah. Like, she, Jake is out of the picture for a little while. Yeah. Because yeah. he's been <laughs> launched miles across ew. Um. And then luckily, Princess Bubblegum and the banana cards come and they're like, whoa, what's going on here? Susan runs off with Finn and I did like this. Princess Bubblegum goes, all right, instead of getting this eel, you guys got to go save Finn. But Princess Bubblegum stays where she is. The the banana guards come and get into a thing with like a tizzy with uh, Susan Strong. And then as they're all getting their asses kicked, PB just walks up and gets Finn and leaves. (laughs) Like the banana guards were clearly patsies. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like, who? Who at this point in the series, season eight, who really believes that the banana guards are going to be a match for anyone? I don't know. But the banana guards are having like a little bit of a standoff with Susan Strong, and there's one little like square. It's like banana bread, or I was like, what the hell is this character? Oh, that's the nurse. The nurse. Okay, I don't really know about the nurse because. Finn was beat up or what was going on yeah. or something happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that doesn't work. And they go back and then they're they're back and they're getting uh Finn under this like net. And the guards, those guys we saw just the, like a week or two ago, are like, hey, bad energy approaching or something. Oh, the gumball guard. Yeah. Guardian. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Here he is in another speaking role. Who's <laughs> yeah, I know, like right back to back. Um <laughs> And she's like, hey, that's our friend. Don't kill it. And it keeps mishearing Princess Bubblegum. She's like, okay, I will stomp on her very gently. Like, no, don't stomp on her. Just And and finally, like, she's like, just do something. And they shoot, like, lasers at um, Susan. And at this moment, Eric, I was really thinking, I was like, okay, PB is obviously a very brilliant scientist, right? Like, in can't, can't dispute that. But... If she made and continues to make most of these candy people, why does she make them so stupid? <laughs> like, couldn't she, like, figure it out a little bit? Like, I know it's trial and error. Obviously, like, an error is, like, lemon grab or something. But, like... I, yeah, I mean, this was sort of explored in, um, I guess, Bonnabelle Bubblegum, like, her origin episode. I think giving her creations intelligence has only ever led to problems for her. Wow. So she just makes them all dumb. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. It's it's also it, I mean think think about cinnamon bun also, right? Where he's half baked until he goes to the the fire kingdom to yeah. like finish <laughs> finish his intellectual growth. Like even just you can't even just the seed of intellect of reason of of just 
being able to logic yourself into and out of situations could lead to abandoning Princess Bubblegum. So I, she probably just avoids it altogether by just making everyone a dum dum and further further obstacles. That's true. Damn. Well, we can explore that at a, a later time. It's called insecurity. <laughs> I know, but it's just different when you're playing God, you know? <laughs> That's really what throws me about it. Like, God complex and insecure. Right. I guess that's not that unlikely a combination. No, no, it's not really. <laughs> um, yeah, but I guess Susan. So back the guards, uh, stupid being stupid, launch lasers at Susan, and she says something like, "We don't even see this," but she says like, "harnessing energy," and yeah. seems to have been able to take the energy of the Gumball Guardians' lasers, harness it. And grow into like King Kong size. Yeah, she hulks out and hulks she looks out. really fucked up too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really buff, really big, veins bulging, grabs Finn and runs Her face away. is like so messed up. And because like her hair got like burned off in the, in the eel attack. Yeah. <laughs> and she looks really weird now. Yeah. But before she leaves, this is where Rattleballs comes out. <laughs> yeah. And I can't, for the life of me, on, like, Remember if that was queued up in some way? Was he? What was he doing? <laughs> I don't know. Is Maybe a let's see him. Um. So I've got it here. I believe it's the the thin yellow line. Season seven, episode twenty four. So like a while. Oh, the season seven finale. Yeah, or episode twenty six. Um. Yeah, finale. Oh, f- here's a fun note. I think when um. This episode aired, it was billed as the season seven finale, but it just because like airing schedules are really like unclear sometimes, like they realized retroactively, like, oh no, this was really just into the eighth season, but they took a break after this episode and it seemed like it was the season seven finale, I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know. Or they, it was marketed that way, but I don't know. There was some pre miscellaneous mania. Yeah, that was some good mania you should. Okay, but here's. Rattleballs was designed hundreds of years ago by PB as a member of an elite robot cavalry division um, who were created after yeah. the incompetent banana guards I, like weren't I, good I police. Remember, I I remember when he was introduced, but I I forget like what happened to him afterwards. Like he was just waiting to for this moment. Was was that moment set up somehow? It seems very random that he just kind of shows up. It does. Only to get like completely fucked up in a matter of seconds. Like he didn't land a single blow. Nope. Like she catches his sword with her toes. And it's weird because like you know, like um, it's not like starchy or cinnamon bun. Like, you know, like starchy will just have like a throwaway line, or cinnamon bun's just like there doing something weird, but it's it. But like with rattle balls, like he it's almost like they knew, Eric, that this was a weird character to be bring back because he jumps out and says, like, it's me, Rattleballs. I'm here to attack you. And he has, like, a sword. And you're just like, what? And then he, <laughs> I don't know if you, if you caught this, he lands on the ground and goes, ah, Rattleballs, and then starts running as almost to, because, like, me as the viewer was like, what was his name? Rattleball? <laughs> and then landed, and they're like, Rattleballs, because it's like, yeah, you, no, you don't know who this guy is, but we're going to tell you. <laughs> That's the way it felt. Yeah. And then, yeah, immediately destroyed. And it's really weird because they give him this whole, like, little moment of 
the spotlight just to be done in. Yeah, really easily he's dispatched. And, and <laughs> his his face is on the ground. <laughs> yabba dabba 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 dabba. Yes. <laughs> maybe maybe that was the true reason that they uh they did that they brought him back so he could die like that. You know. Uh <clears throat> anyway. Um yeah, so epic fight uh then Susan what happens? She takes Finn. She takes Finn and is basically going to like the beach. It seems like a cro- they have to go across like a body of water potentially to return and and Finn's like, Where are we going? And Susan's like, I have to take you to like where we're from. She says something like that. Ominous home. I think. Home. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, huh, what's gonna happen? But then that's when Jake comes out as this like insane Bowser like monster. Oh no, but also yeah. we forgot about another mining character. On the way to the beach, we see Cowboy Sparkle. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's up <laughs> with right. that guy? From Sparkle from Lost. Oh yeah. The baby? The baby. What did uh what did Bimo call him? Um Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> That's the same baby? I did not put this together. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, wait, what other up. And it was Rain Wilson who voiced Wait. Is there between Bimo Lost and that and this episode are there other appearances? No, I don't think so. So how did you know? Like, I'm I me as the viewer am supposed to see that right there and realize that's a grown up Ricky. I did not realize until I looked at the the wiki. Holy shit! I was like, "Who's this guy? He looks so creepy." Like, and they draw him like a real life baby, but he's all spiky now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember what the mom looked like in in BMO Lost. I just remember the hand. Did did Sparkle have the hand in this one? I don't know. I didn't. I don't remember. I did not get like a great look at him. He's not there on camera for very long. No. Uh, Adventure Time. I'm trying to look up a picture. Yeah. Again, just like another, like really specific callback that I was not prepared for and could not really remember. Oh wait, I found a picture. Sorry, I'm, I'm googling. I don't know if that's. You need to play the song. Oh, dude, his his hand is messed up. <laughs> wow, they really got it. Anyway, okay, well, mystery solved on what the hell Sparkle was. Yeah, so then they're there, and then Jake comes out as this Bowser thing is like gonna fight um, Susan Strong, which is like again, like this is like a great use of. They finally let Jake go all the way with the stretchy powers. Like we always talk about, like if Jake wanted to, he could stop so many things with stretchy power 
because it lets him be (laughs) so strong and so big if he wants to be. You know what I mean? And this is finally time where it's like, okay, fine. Yes, finally, Jake, come back. I think at some in the beginning of the episode, Susan Strong says that to to Jake, and it's like, why don't you just get big and save Finn from the eel? But they knew that it was electric. And yeah, was like, we can't. use your magic dog powers or something. She says yeah. something like that. Um, but yeah, so it so Jake is appearing from out of the trees like this giant spiky like gonna fuck shit up form and finn is like wait a second you got to pull your punches a little bit this is still our friend susan so i guess we're kind of led to believe that like had jake really wanted to like defeat her he could have uh but finn was like let me get in the jake suit and we can have a fair fight yeah but make sure that we don't hurt her too bad but he doesn't say that he just says hey man remember this is our friend and then as Jake is huge, he jumps inside of Jake, like f- through his like ankle. Like there's <laughs> yeah. not like a real entrance or anything. He just jumps in and then like is going up his leg, like and sprouts out of his head and then makes the Jake's. It's really weird. <laughs> that was a very odd sequence. Uh, uh, but yeah, then we get the Jake suit again. Which was very fun. I love We We may have seen every episode with the Jake suit. I, there's not... A whole lot of them. Jake's suit's funny. Now, why is Jake's suit funny? Because it makes him really buff, <laughs> which is just always funny to me. And like this also, I realized part of the version of the buff here is like a classic version of a buff guy where, because Jake's get like Finn in the Jake suit gets knocked down like on his, on his back, on his stomach. And what becomes like, they shows like a little butt. And I always think it's funny that it's the classic like buff guy thing where the legs are, and really skinny the butt's small like the waist is small but then there's the huge upper body yeah i think those proportions are just always comedic um yeah but they're in the the fight and then i think susan eventually just like knocks them oh what it is is that they they launch susan into the ocean susan goes under the ocean and jake is like uh, finn's like what are you doing susan like if you want me to go somewhere just tell me i probably probably would have gone with you and then yeah. she comes out and is like, this, uh, that is irrelevant. Like I will get you. And then launches like a ginormous anchor at them. Right. Which they get hit by, which is a little bit like, come on guys. Um, so, so yeah, Jake is pinned under this comically large anchor and he, and he lets, KO'd for the rest of the fight. He lets out a yabba dabba 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 dabba. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> Uh, and then Finn is about to bite it, looks like, but he's got his cursed grass sword arm thing. Right. That's got a mind of its own. I forget why or how, but at, at this point, he's not using the grass sword because he has the Finn sword, but his arm grew back via the grass demon curse thing i don't know yeah, it don't has remember. it has a mind of its own like he is not in control of this um and he goes and tries to hit susan with his sword yeah knocks her out of the the cyborgness did you say that um yeah they um they hit the chip out of her head the microchip yeah. and she as that the, happens she got the covid19 vaccine <laughs> and so she, she has a, a 5g microchip in her now 
Yeah, and they show the office, probably like Bill Gates's office, uh, where it was like this person needs help. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then she's like, she's around. She's like, wait, Finn. And then that's when the arm is like gonna like take her and look strangle her with the roots and like probably kill her forever, um, until he like does he chop off the roots? He punches his other arm with oh, his. Okay. <laughs> couldn't remember exactly how it happened yeah and one one regular arm punch was enough to to knock out the the grass demon curse which then detaches from finn's little stump arm and combines with the finn sword to create the debut of fern yeah and then that's all we get in the episode ends yeah with him <laughs> but, but fern also has now the finn sword <clears throat> well fern is the fin sword oh right 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 yeah the the roots go around the fin sword yeah yeah no because he's then he's holding like a sword but i guess it's just made out of like tree and roots yeah yeah it's this is this is the fin that was trapped in there from the prismo episode right. <laughs> combined with the grass demon i don't yeah it's this episode was like all plot and as frustrated as I was on my very first watch through of the show years ago that like you don't get enough plot in the early seasons. It's like going back and watching them out of order and enjoying the show for just what it is on an episode by episode basis. Now we get an episode that's entirely plot. And I'm just like, I'm glad that there wasn't too much of this. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it feels like to me like watching it when these episodes happen, it's almost like a little treat for us where it's like, Ooh, it's like heightened. It's almost like a little like mini movie. It's kind of like, you know, like when you watch some of the mini part episodes, you're like, Oh, there's so much plot. This isn't regular. It's kind of exciting. Like it's a little, it's like, Ooh, an elevated episode of adventure time. I would do not want the show to be like this all the time, but you get a couple really plot heavy episodes once in a while. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I, I think this is also one of the inherent strengths of this show is that the non plot episodes are just so good of adventure uh, adventure time. And that's not the case in other shows. I think like, um, so I'm watching right now the dragon prince, uh, which is a lot of people from avatar. It's like what they're working on now. Mm. And it's, um, it's definitely, you know, it smells a lot like avatar, but it's kind of just like generic fantasy stuff. It's fine. It's fine. It's, I, I'm I'm getting into it more. I go, but it's like nine nine episode seasons. Mm -hmm. There are no filler episodes. Like the thing is just plot. And I don't think that had like the episode orders been larger and they and they had like full twenty three episode seasons, uh, that any anything else added in would have felt good or natural. Like the sh the show doesn't get really interesting through any mechanism that isn't plot driven, mm -hmm. uh, and even Avatar, I was like kind of bored with a lot of like the quote unquote filler episodes from season one. Yeah, um, and because they really set it up to be like a plot driven show, uh, and Adventure Time winds up having a, a great plot but it's that's not what the show is about and understanding that makes it so much more enjoyable and 
a lot of, you know, a lot of the shows that are plot driven, like they just wouldn't be able to just sit with the characters and let them do something crazy for, you know, 10 yeah. episodes without doing anything like really story driven. You know, it goes back to maybe if your premise is too good, like you have like a singular mission for your people and then that's what I'm looking for. And if you deviate, like I'm going to be mad, uh, just to full circle us a little bit. Um, I'm, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, uh, I think I'm going to start a regular show rewatch. Oh, wow. Uh, cause I don't have like a, like a, casual 11 minute episode cartoon to just like put on right now i think i'm gonna do that because that's like such a great just yeah i mean there's a couple arcs where they have a a through line of a plot but like just because like they ran for nine seasons and they had extra time to do something crazy like that show is the epitome of just like let's hang out with the characters yeah that Sean and I have that as like a favorite, just bullshit, whatever show. Like, oh, we just like are gonna eat dinners. Like, we just got oh, we just got burgers or something. Like, what do you want to watch? And Sean's just like, oh, let's do a regular show. Um, <laughs> because of that, though, I will say like two episodes is kind of the perfect amount. Like, if I do like four or five episodes of regular show, I think it kind of like loses its luster a little bit. Like, it really does well in short spurts. I think. Yeah, well, I'll be fun, dude. Um, hey, by the way, did you see the snail? No, I did not see the snail. Nick, did you see the snail? No. Too much plot distracting us, you know? I know, right? <laughs> no song. Sorry. Oh, oh. Hold on, I just want to say if you're if you're listening and you're enjoying this, please, you know, subscribe, leave a good review on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars and on every app that you have. It's like it's nice. I think people are starting to discover the show more and more, uh, because people are spreading the word and leaving reviews and telling one friend. If you like the show, we always say just tell one friend. That'd be really nice. Uh, and if you really like the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash adventure guys podcast and give us 99 cents a month or $5 a month, whatever. Um, and that would really help us. And if you really, really, really like us, go to Eric's Patreon at patreon.com slash Eric Dano. Eric makes most of the music for this show. He didn't make the next song that we're going to hear, Miscellaneous Mania. That was mine. But he makes <laughs> he made pretty much the rest of it. Uh, hey, and if you're listening to this episode currently in 2022. Early February. Fe- yeah, early February. Uh, it's about to be a Bandcamp Friday. Mm. So if you want to pre-order my new vinyl record, uh, you can do that. And Bandcamp doesn't even take a cut of the proceeds. It all goes to the artist, which is cool. This is ericdano.bandcamp.com. That's it. Yeah, so this is Eric's latest um Solo album, Eric, we talked about it when it came out, but I was very happy to see some more of the skills you developed working on music for this show seep, seep its way into the latest EP, which is which is here. It's it's Eric's last two EPs put together to be one vinyl. Um, and you're probably an animation fan. Eric drew the fucking cover art, and it looks sick. Um, so there's a lot to be excited about if you like the show and um, in this vinyl release so go pick it up 
All right. Miscellaneous Mania? Yes. This one was storyboarded by Tom Herpich and Steve Wolfhard. Nice. Not a Jesse Moynihan episode. We've done so many of those recently that uh, it, it, I was like, this one doesn't feel like him. <laughs> uh, yeah, he had exited the show at this point. Yeah, I know. But he's just been like the most uh, consistent behind the scenes character probably for the last yeah. stretch of eps. I guess Tom Herpich. He might have worked on the show the whole run. I'm not sure about that. I mean, he is a fixture. He's always around. I'm trying to see exactly how... I mean, yeah, the amount of episodes that he uh, storyboarded... I mean, he did a lot with uh, Akko Kosuera and uh, Jesse Moynihan and a lot with uh, with Steve Wolfhard like, as the show, um, like in the back half of the show. Like, they did a lot of work together. I mean, a lot of great episodes, too. I was looking at him now. Oh. Yeah. All Your Fault. BMO Lost. Well, they did do BMO Lost, these two. So maybe that was like... That's right. Another five. Oh, yeah. So this was, this was the same team that did BMO Lost, so they threw in their old character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what was the one um, that What's-His-Name was from? Uh, Rattle. Rattle. Rattle Balls? <laughs> Yeah, rattle balls. Wait, did they do that one too? No, the 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 first appearance was a Jesse Moynihan and Derek Ballard episode. So, rattle balls wasn't their comp, but they they did have uh, Ricky. They they invented, you know, <laughs> baby Ricky. Dude, what an episode! That one really, <laughs> that one st- stuck with me. Right? I can't believe that's not on, like, the list of BMO episodes. Like, there's no official internet list that had that included. I know. I I, want to do BMO Lost again next year for BMOvember. (laughs) I know that we're not supposed to be redoing episodes, but... (laughs) We'll never finish this podcast. I know. Uh, Okay, so, yeah. There's plenty of references to other episodes... The uh, the other one, yeah. So Finn has an immunity to electricity. I remember mm-hmm. running up against this when we did the conclusion of the Islands miniseries because he he's able to resist the electrical robot attack or whatever. Interesting. And this kind of sets up the Islands miniseries, right? Uh, so, so this is that's a plot point that they're leaning on heavily at this point in the series. Yeah, which would make sense if we were watching it in order, of course. Right. Uh, he gained he gained the electricity immunity through a magic flute spell <laughs> from that episode. Wow. Um, back to Sparkle for a minute, which, a.k.a. Ricky the baby. Um, now, what's interesting about that, I guess we don't really know what species. He was a baby, baby Ricky. And now he's a full-blown man, and it's only been, like, two seasons. So, I don't know. Do with that what you will. But I don't. I forgot about this in Bima Lost. It says here that Air, um, 
previously Bubble. <laughs> Voiced uh, by LeVar Burton. Yes. Uh, <laughs> had guessed that Baby Ricky's future career would be a ho- to be a horse whisperer. <laughs> now, I forgot that fact, but in this one brief little uh, appearance, Baby Ricky, Grown Up Sparkle, is talking to uh, a horse. I th- I think this is this is like one of the f- the funnier aspects of like getting some like behind the scenes information. Like th- these guys were just like writing a backdoor sequel to the episode that they wrote like three years prior. Yeah, <laughs> like nobody else would have thought to include these little details. <laughs> I know they must have just been like, man, I bet they must have talked about it every once in a while. Like, can we get Ricky back somehow? <laughs> you think? How do we, how do we figure out the perfect way to reintroduce this character? Yeah, I, uh, I I remember hearing about the um, first season of Steven Universe uh, where they didn't know if they were going to get picked up for additional episodes or not. So they they kind of jammed a lot of things into the first twenty six episodes that they were just hoping that they would be able to like continue on later. Um, and there were a lot of things that like seemed sort of dropped it, or rushed or whatever in that first half of that first season that then they like they they were able to like work in again in subtle ways. Like they didn't ever expect to do that, but because like they got picked up and like, okay, now we have some breathing room with the episodes and the plot and like we can start to thread these things back in a little bit. So like I, I, I kind of wonder like I, I I mean, I know so much of the writer's ideas have to get cut when they're storyboarding. Like things are always more than can fit into just an 11 minute episode. Mm-hmm. So there are always extra things that they have. I'm sure they have like these crazy backstories planned out for all these characters. And it's always just like below the surface. And then like, fi- like finding these little nuggets that they like are able to hide in there in, in future episodes, like, you know, get that extra bit of character development for some background guy is awesome. I I love, I love that. Me too. That's like the, that's the good shit. That's like a, I just love that in all art. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's like it's, it's like when you're listening to a record and they bring back a, a lyric from a previous album or a pre, like earlier in the album, back later. That's the good shit. When they bring the riff back, but slower. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think I mean that's the good the good bit of lore that I saw. Yeah, this was this was totally setting up the Islands miniseries that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. It's funny calling an episode reboot. Oh, here's something we didn't talk about a stray thought. That when uh, Jake is there, talks to Princess Bubblegum, um, like she's like, "Hey, what's going on, Jake? Like I heard an explosion." She appears to him as like a like a projection that comes from his necklace, and her head's just floating in a cube. Yeah. I liked that. <laughs> the cube. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Eric, I've been drawing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very nice cube. Thank you. <laughs> Are you yeah. when you get your your cube tattoo? Mm-hmm. We can talk we'll talk about the cube. Play that cube the cube theme song. <laughs> the cube Unravel the mystery. It's a conspiracy. It's the cube. The cube. <laughs> On 
one side, left side, upside, downside. What's inside? I don't know. It's the magic of the cube. Great. Yeah. Uh, when you get your cube tattoo, are you going to get it like perfectly straight lines with exact angles? Or are you going to have it be a little bit more casual like that drawing you just showed me? Well, that's been my big debate of like how I want the cube to be. That's why like I was like, okay, let me just draw a few cubes to see like what what kind of cube am I looking for? I originally wanted it like perfect and like pretty thin lined, but then like I have seen some like really good stick and poke people and it's like a little more like hand done. I feel like that that's kind of cool too. I don't really know yet. I'm going to frame a poster and like once I get my once I get all that shit done, then I'm gonna think about framing the uh, the tattoo for my leg. Yeah, I like I like things that are not exact. I like art with charm. Me too. Amen. Um, let's watch a episode next week. Hey. Eh? <laughs> What are we gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch? It's the episode. All right, episode 48, which is season two, episode 22, The Limit. Sweet. That's a Jesse Moynihan episode. Yay. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Maybe we'll even get a guest on for next app. We're going to see. Yeah, hopefully. Cool. If there's no snow. No snow. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Made it to end. I actually really enjoyed this episode. It's a little longer, but in a great way. Yeah. Um, Some classic Adventure Guys action on this one. Yeah. I hope uh, all of you uh, have a good week. Your arms don't go numb. Um or turn into a plant, you know. <laughs> Just may your arms be okay. Uh, cool. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right, good at. Bye. Peace out, y'all.